TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. NYPD Chief of Department Terrence Monahan, thank you for spending some time here with us. And I, I do have to tell you, seeing you when you made the announcement with Mayor de Blasio and you were wearing a suit, it was actually kind of jarring because <laughs> I've never seen you like that. What was that like for you? It was weird to actually be out uh, wearing a suit. I'm so used to this uniform. I've loved it. I've worn it uh, almost every day for 39 years. So wearing a suit is going to be different. It's going to cost me a little money going out there and buying some new suits. <laughs> That's right. Get some good looking suits, right? Because you're going to be out and about. So, uh, first of all, you, your title is Senior Advisor for Recovery and Safety Planning. What does that mean to you? It means my job is to help get this city back on its feet, to get businesses to come back, make them feel safe. You know, we have to deal with the realities of crime in New York and the perceptions of crime in New York. We need people to feel comfortable riding the subways. We need businesses to feel comfortable to have their employees come back into their buildings. You know, there's a, you know, kind of talking to a social and moral responsibility for a lot of companies to come back to the city to get things going. So these small businesses that have closed down can reopen so that we can have the economic uh, development in the city that it deserves and we can go back to what New York was. It's going to take some time, but we have to start moving in that direction now. And how do you do that? Are you physically meeting with business leaders or company uh, presidents or are you walking around in neighborhoods? Tell me what you are really doing to speak to people to get them back back to work. It's a combination of both. I, I've talked into, spoken to leaders of a lot of different real estate companies already, what they need. They're all anxious to come back. They want their people back. They want them to come back. They're concerned about safety. Uh, I'm physically going to go out to locations with them. If there's issues, see what agency needs to step in and help. It can't always just be the police. It's got to be Department of Homeless Services. It's got to be mental health. It's got to be the worker protection people. Everyone's got to come in and and give their part to do whatever is necessary to make these companies feel safe. Uh, Working with people like the Times Square Alliance. Uh, they have a tremendous uh, project going on right now, dealing with the homeless within Times Square, a community solution to it, working together, getting to know the people that are out there on a one-to-one basis and getting them into the services they need. And they're doing that hand-in-hand with our homeless service people. So this is what I want to do. I'm going out with them, talking to them, and I'm listening. What do they need? And then we got to act. It's got to be more than talk. It's got to be action. 
Yeah. So, you know, there. Look, you you're very aware. Gun crime is up, but gun uh, arrests are up. You know, uh, recovery of guns is up. Uh, there's a lot of mental health issues on the subway. Uh, just these are just these random violent attacks. I, I, from my experience out there and talking to people, this is what concerns people. Are you getting the same thing from uh, company leaders and business leaders about their employees being safe, or is it just a perception of doing business in the city that's the issue? No, it's the employees being safe. They're concerned. They read the papers too. You have to take a look. There is crime. There's reality. Gun violence, uh, specifically Brooklyn and the Bronx, is as high as it's been for a while. Uh, but all the crimes in the city, even though there are less people, it's down. Believe it or not, you know, if every crime makes it onto the front page of the paper, it's going to seem like a city of 8.6 million is having a massive crime wave every day. Subways, there have been some tremendously hor- horrific incidents but crime in general on the subways is way, way down. Less people riding it, but it's still, uh, even if you look at it percentage-wise, it's similar to the number of riders that we have to crimes as it was when we were at our peak. So though we have to deal with issues, and a lot of it's quality of life issues, what people see each and every day. I think that is what's more important to business people right now. How do I deal with that quality of life that's going on around their store? If there is a person who has a mental problem that's walking around in their neighborhoods and homeless, well, how do we get the services to that person to get them off the street? And you have to understand what people don't say, there's a human side to all these other individuals, something that drove them into that condition. Well, we have agencies whose job it is, is to get to that cause and find a solution. And like was done in Comstat with crime, I think every agency has to be held just as accountable. Yeah. So what do you think the city as a whole then needs to do? I, I understand your role. So what do you think going forward, what the, what the recovery team is going to do? Do they have to get a message out to New Yorkers? Do they have to change a perception? What has to get done? That perception, the perception that it's not safe to come back has to change. It can't just come from the police. It can't just come from City Hall. It's got to come from the leaders around the city. It has to come from the business owners. They have to have that feeling of comfort, which is what I'm going to do is explain to them exactly what's going on. Let them know that we are going to be there, whatever city agency, whether it's the police or whatever, they need to be able to get that message out to their people that it's safe. If there's conditions that they want to identify, well, show me the conditions and we can work on it. Don't just say I read about it in a newspaper, so it must be bad. We have to be on the ground looking at conditions. I have a team coming with me over there that I'm going to be sending out on a regular basis to see what the conditions are along with myself and then get the people involved to fix those conditions and then have the people, the business owners there, take a look. See, there's a difference. Something has happened. Now, how many meetings have you guys had so far? I know you had one, what, two Fridays ago or so. How often are you meeting to discuss all of this? Every Friday we have a meeting over at the mayor's office uh, with all the deputy mayors, myself, Lorraine Grillo, and we're going over what we're doing week by week, what the economy looks like going forward. Uh, obviously, uh, getting the money from uh, the federal government has helped a lot in, in what we're looking to do moving forward. We discuss whatever safety issues or concerns. I will go through a litany of, of things that we're dealing with. 
whether it's peddlers on the streets, the homeless, the crime issues, the feelings of people is part of what I always discuss with the mayor. And we see where we move forward next. And there's an aggressive uh, agenda to get people to feel comfortable, to be out there. And, and as things reopen, to show it, to magnify that, yes, the city is coming back. Every step you see is another step forward to, uh, to recovery, to normalcy. You know, as the vaccinations are getting close, you know, talking about 5 million by June, we can really start to reopen a lot. Yeah, I saw that you did a walkthrough around Broadway. What did you think about seeing all these, you know, Times Square is so full of life, more people are coming back, you know, but all those theaters are closed. What was that like for you seeing that? And when do you think we'll see tourists back here? Well, I've been seeing the Times Square like this for the last year. You know, we were there on New Year's Eve, which is probably one of the most surreal events I've ever been in my life, is an empty Times Square. Uh, but seeing some people starting to come back, some of the businesses starting to open, it's a great sign. And as I feel during the summer, you're going to see a lot more people back. I've spoken to a lot of hotel owners and they're telling me April, May, that they're looking to reopen to get things back moving. So I think by the summer, slowly you're going to get it. I, I, the biggest push is going to be getting Broadway up and running again. I know the mayor has uh, a lot of different meetings, initiatives, not so much about safety, but every other issue on what Broadway needs to reopen. Because I think that's a big engine. Once you see Times Square and Broadway going, I think that sends the message out that uh, we're on our way back. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way. That would be like a real signal. And especially to people who want to visit if they feel safe to be here, you know, just you know, uh, health-wise safe, not even, right. you know, crime-wise safe, but health-wise safe that they want to come and see a show. I, actually, I have friends who live in California. They've already booked for the holidays to come. So they're very right. optimistic that <laughs> this will be up and running. Now, tell them to tell their friends too. <laughs> yes, you're right. Um, you know, you're talking about this coming summer, but this past summer for you was pretty tough. Uh, you were out there with protesters. Uh, you you took a knee with protesters. What what went into that decision for you to do that? Why did you feel you wanted to do that? Listen, everything that wasn't something I thought about. That was a reaction to a, an incident that was going on. I just been through three days where cops were under heavy attack from people, where everything was a struggle. Anytime you made an arrest, it became a fight. Large protests down at Washington Square. It had gotten down there for the most part peacefully. As they were leaving, there was a confrontation between hundreds of protesters and a line of around 15 cops. Uh, I'm standing there. The crowd is advancing on the cops. Bottles are getting thrown at us. And it was the first time uh, in the course of those protests that a leader from the group came out. And they came out with a microphone. They came out with an amplifier and they were talking to the crowd, telling them to back up, back up. This isn't what it's about. It's not about fighting the police. It's about unity and getting the message across. The crowd kept on coming on him. He came for me, he asked me for help. I went into the crowd. I gave my speech. He asked if I would kneel together with him for unity and peace. And that's exactly what I did. You know, and after I did that, the crowd cheered. The confrontation ended. 
and they went on their way. It was right. the right thing to do at that moment. Yeah, it was about listening. It was about listening. Um, and then you also on the Brooklyn Bridge, you were you were attacked. You there was violence there. Um, what do you think people need to know about uh, what police officers are dealing with in those kinds of situations? There are groups that are out there that are just looking to attack the police. They hide within the peaceful protest. They utilize large groups to be able to attack the police and try and get a cop on a video doing something wrong. It, it is just a tactic that they utilize. Uh, that day on the bridge, all they wanted to do is hurt police. And that's exactly what they did. You know, my two guys got their heads cut open by the woman on the bridge. Uh, Lieutenant on the bike gets knocked off his bike, punched in, breaks the orbital bone, Lieutenant Mack. Another officer was knocked out cold. Guy jumped on top of him and started beating the heck out of him. And that was just pure attack on police. That's something that's unacceptable. Uh, their cases are still going to court. They're both still out on the streets, which to me is unacceptable. So uh, it's something that if, if there's a few small amount of people that are willing to do violence on the police are taken care of in the criminal court system, I think it would move a lot smoother. Now, you're winding up this career next Friday. What do you think has been the most gratifying aspect or if there is perhaps a moment that you know, stays in your mind about what your career has been about? You know, one thing, let's go back to 2014 after uh, Ferguson, after Garner, all the demonstrations we had back then. I'll never forget on New Year's Eve, I'm with a group of around 40 or 50 marching through the streets, cursing at us, telling us how horrible we were, how horrible the police were. Uh, that group ends up leaving around 1030 at night. At that point, I go up to Times Square where there are 800,000 people. And as I walked through that crowd, all I heard was, thank you. Thank you for being there. Thank you for being the police. And it's something I always try to give out to the cops is that we always see the negatives when you're out on policing a lot of times, but there's so many positives. There are more and more people that support you than those that are detracting from you. Always remember why you took this job and who it is that you're actually working for to help and that there's much more support than you'd ever believe. And now on your, into your next chapter. So what do you want to accomplish in this next chapter? I want to, by the end of this year, see Times Square so crowded, I can't walk through it. Every theater open. I want to be able to go to Yankee Stadium as they're winning the World Series this year. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I want to see normalcy. I want to be able to go to a restaurant that's full not be able to get a table because it's too full, uh, maybe stand at a bar and have a beer somewhere. I want life to be back as we know it. Though it may not be happen overnight, I want to at least see the progress getting towards that direction. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, 
even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t